0: the Mundangerous Battle Dome in New York City. I'm your host Shane. And I'm your host Eshin. And welcome to episode 348 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. In
1: this episode, we're ranking the 5th edition DD Fighter Subclasses. But first the party gets unexpected aid in the Gates of Mourning campaign. And later, Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Spy... Uh... Tinks, Tails, Solds, and spies we assume in the character creation forge
0: yep some sometimes you don't need more than that as as one does so just a reminder uh, we have a mailbag coming up for episode 350 please get those uh questions uh concerns gripes etc in uh, to the email address totalpartythrill at gmail.com um, and also you are as this is releasing mid-move to Italy. <laughs> so not quite sure when 350 is going to happen.
1: We might be like in the air as you listen to this. So I, I don't know. So I, you know, wet those quills and uh, put put your uh, question to parchment and put it in the hands of your local friendly mail carrier so that it may wend its way to the total party thrill Headquarters, uh, while they are still occupied.
0: <laughs> yes, before the fall of the of our of our Roman headquarters. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it burn. All right, where are we in the Gates of Morning campaign?
1: So, the Gates of Morning campaign is our fifth edition D and game set in Eberron, a sequel of sorts to the original Morning Glory campaign. And high in the mountains, the party is trying to stop the quarry from finding the Gatekeeper's seals and unleashing the Chaos of Zoriad onto the Material Plane. After crossing a chasm deep in Kyrzin's territory, the party is ambushed by headless goliaths with wailing mouths in their chests. Warden turns into a giant scorpion grabs one of the creatures in his claws and leaps over the edge. In midair, he drops it, and turns back into a parrot before flying back to the earth. The creature lands with a splash, but Warden is gripped with nausea, and his eyes melt off his face. He is blind, but he realizes he can now sense everything within ten feet of him.
0: Decimus constructs one of his turrets, which fires bolts of force into these creatures. A fist nearly crushes him, but he deflects it with a shimmering field of magic, and with one arm transformed into a tentacle, Lenore is unable to use her bow, so she throws daggers, and finds that her new appendage can be used like a whip.
1: Silver lining. Xan channels the last of his magic to slice a deep gash in one of the creatures with his new longsword, but the earth has already birthed another. Without his ears, Vesikot is nearly bereft of his own magic, so he levels the Siege Staff of Magic Missile, looted from the Karnathi Battlefield, and empties it into the newly spawned creature's
0: chest. With no other healing at their disposal, a blind warden flies around until he bumps into Vesikot, turns back into humanoid form, and uses greater restoration to give the Kalistar his hearing back. But Decimus succumbs to corruption, and his mouth seals over with smooth skin. I would just like to point out, this is a very, like,
1: Shane tactic, right? Oh, I can't see? Fine. I fly in ever-widening concentric
0: circles until I find the thing I'm looking for. That's what movement speed is for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As the party takes aim at the final beast, it slowly rises into the air, flips upside down, floats over the chasm, and drops to its doom. Did we do that? Vesicot
0: thinks to himself. No, you fool. I did, I did, comes a familiar voice, speaking aloud. From behind a high rock steps Voreg, one of the cell swords from the day of mourning, who the party knows is one of the mind seats they are hunting. Festikad hears the buzzing in his head once again. And we'll find out what happens next, next time. All right. So this time, once again, We will endeavor to take on the fighter. Uh, Which traditionally
1: has been one of the more basic classes. But man, 5th edition has a lot of fighters. There are a lot of fighters. Who run the gamut. Some of these are very good. Some of these are very not good. Yes. um,
0: (laughs) For every battle master, there has to be an Eldritch (laughs) Knight. (laughs) <laughs> I mean there doesn't have to be, but there does in fifth edition. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, well, you know, like the the pattern continues where uh most of the ideas were covered in the PHP. Uh the good ones and the bad ones. You know, where people are like, I don't know how to calibrate exactly how strong the subclass is. Uh here's here's an attempt. Ooh, very strong. Here's another attempt that I think is cool because it seems pretty similar to stuff that people did in previous editions and it is not good
0: yeah well there's the fighter as a whole has a fear of being allowed to do things yeah like like they were afraid that like because you get all these extra attacks that if you got to do other things that it would just be bad and it turns out that making extra attacks is not that much fun and not letting people do their cool stuff regularly turns everyone into a worse champion so that is kind of where you'll see the divide, I think, in the fighter subclasses. How much do you get to do your thing?
1: Yeah. Hey, it's my turn. Can I do my special thing that makes me not just a baseline fighter? Right. Yes. Good subclass. <laughs> no. Bad subclass. Oops. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> we'll, uh, I think we've settled on this format of going in alphabetical order and ranking them as we go through. Uh, we will of course uh, endeavor to agree upon a uh, a tier list here, and uh, we will try. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with the arcane archer. Bad subclass. <laughs> the much maligned <laughs> arcane archer. So this is. I mean, I think this is actually like the archetypal bad subclass because it it, it took it take takes Battlemaster, Right. It was published in uh, in Xanathar's. So I don't know, middlingly early. Uh, It takes the concept of the battle master of like you have extra things that you can throw on top of your attacks. It lets you do it once a turn, which is a limitation. But then it only lets you do it twice. Ever. For short rest. (laughs) That's all you'll ever do. (laughs) Like, oops, (laughs) you'll learn every option in the book, but you'll never get to use them.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) You start at level three when you gain the subclass learning two arcane shot options. Why would you ever need more than that? You can't use more than two of them. <laughs>
0: well, you can always use the right arcane shot next mm, of time. Of
1: course, right. <laughs>
0: After this rest. Okay, and that's the thing. when When
1: you are presented with a limited number of uses for an ability, you think, okay, maybe this is balanced by... Having many scenarios where it is useful, uh, or many good options, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, we are presented with actually quite a few options, almost all of which are terrible. Yeah, uh, because they often require a saving throw, and of course, what stat are you required to use for that saving throw?
0: Intelligence. (laughs) Yeah. So, so again, like I think this is fine uh like that that piece of it is not where my gripe is because like if you're playing the arcane archer you're supposed to be the smart fighter right like that's okay you also activate arcane shot after you hit which doesn't make a ton of sense but like you you know you're forcing the save at the very least right so sure um and like yeah i mean sure they're not structured in a way where you get a lot of value out of it if it doesn't fail the save which is annoying and just worse than spells but like or, or even if it does fail to save it's like
1: ooh 2d6 damage which okay so you you get to use it twice uh in a combat uh if they fail to save two times your entire subclass has done a grand total of 4d6 extra damage congratulations and some other effects <laughs> sometimes <laughs> which may or may not be useful because the damage type is related to is is connected indelibly to the effect correct also <laughs> when you're
0: 18 it's 46 damage per use <laughs> um i mean <laughs> this is f tier yeah yeah like, uh, it's look, unplayably like, bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so so fighters get abilities much more often than normal subclasses like well then subclasses for other classes right you get something at 3 7 uh you, you 10 15 18 uh is usually the spread the 7 here is actually quite good which is at will when you make an attack roll and miss when you make an attack roll with an arrow which you will always be making an attack roll with right. an arrow <laughs> and miss use a bonus action to reroll it um Okay, sucks that it's bonus action, but it's at will every single time, you know. As as long as you've got that, but that bonus action, so like, cool. Um, and it comes early enough where it's actually useful. But that is all the class has going for it.
0: It needs to make an arcane shot once per, once per attack. Like every time you take the attack action, you need to be able to make an arcane shot for this to make any sense. And you can't. So, F tier.
1: Yeah, you can't. And the fix is at, at level fifteen. Uh, if you roll initiative and don't have an arcane shot available, which like, why would you ever, How? you gain one use. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's in Battlemaster was in the PHB and started off with four dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That refresh on a short rest.
0: This isn't OK. This is the tier list. We'll we'll get to the Battlemaster in like right now. <laughs> but we agree. Arcane Archer is uh, is F tier, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh and and it's not even one of those ones where it can be given
1: new abilities by offering you new arcane shot options in a future future supplement. You it needs to have an optional class feature of you get more class feature. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> optional. <laughs> Just be better. Yeah, and that's it. So next up we have Battle Master, which of course has these the superiority die, which you then uh, expend to execute maneuvers uh, that uh, trigger off of your attacks um, you know this has the you know the trip attack the sweeping attack or post um, commander strike right like all those kind of like iconic uh, abilities parry right just a, a lot of utility in that set and then uh, you get some other kind of ribbon abilities but mostly what happens is you keep adding dice and as you level up those dice get better uh so they go from like d6s to or sorry from d8s up to d12s do they get to d20s they might get to d20s no i think they max at 12 12 okay and then you uh And then you learn additional maneuvers. So you gain more uses, you gain better uses, and you gain more flexibility. Uh, And at 15th level, if you roll initiative with none of them, you regain one, just like the Arcane Archer.
1: (laughs) This is the class feature that was so good and interesting that they made it a feat <laughs> right. so that anybody could do a scaled down version of it although fortunately you can take the feat and just
0: get it just be better yeah that's the most annoying yeah. part of that feat is it just makes battle master better so it's a battle master tax <laughs> um, but it is still good uh, it's I think this is by far and away like the SES tier of S tier fighters <laughs> oh
1: ab- absolutely and the fact that <sighs> there seems to be no no shame in this by the writers in that in future supplements they just keep adding more maneuver options mm-hmm. because people love maneuvers because m- m- maneuvers are great mm-hmm. but <laughs> there are so many options there's always something useful to do with a battlemaster die
0: yeah and you also keep like you know cuz the number of choices you get like hasn't increased as they've added more options to the book so like now like leveling up is like oh i have to like make real decisions like it wasn't mm-hmm. you know like because it, it used to be at launch you know it was like the last time you're picking maneuvers you're like who cares you know like i'm never going to use this right like I'm, like i'm i'm down to like my you know fifth best option who cares right but like they keep adding new stuff so you actually have real real decisions to make it's great it's the mm-hmm. it's the best fighter Yeah, you can actually have
1: different builds of just battle right yes you can play
0: full-on enabler you could play like you know one-man wrecking crew um you can play like annoyingly defensive and dually um Mm -hmm. it's just yeah like there's just a lot you can do with it it's great we don't need to beat this dead horse uh because this is a beautiful dead horse and we love it (laughs) right uh it ate the 4e warlord and the 4e warlord already ate so yeah exactly uh, next up, continuing alphabetically, is the Cavalier, perhaps the worst named fighter subclass, uh, but I think surprisingly good. Yeah, you go in thinking, oh no, traditionally
1: when you're presented with something that is thematically tied to mounted combat, you are, you know, useless in every other aspect when you can't get
0: your horse down a dungeon corridor. <laughs> Right? This class goes so far. It baits so hard. The first thing that it lists for its abilities are you have the option of getting proficiency in animal handling. The second is called Born to the Saddle. The third is a really good and versatile marking mechanic, which is what the rest of the class is, is marking and controlling targets.
1: Yeah. Uh, and at will, Mark, like read this bit carefully you have a retaliatory attack you can make against a marked creature um strength modifier times per long rest mm-hmm. but the mark you can do all the time yeah.
0: as as long as you hit a creature
1: you can mark them it's great and again you know I'll pull up the ghosts of 4e again if you liked the fighter mark or the defender marks in 4th edition this is
0: mm-hmm. it yeah yeah i i mean it is it is still the most reliable ability for controlling target selection, like in the game outside of, you know, like a full on dominate, like this is really the way that players can keep things from just attacking something else. Cause usually like one attack from, um, you know, an an attack of opportunity isn't really enough. Like this starts stacking things and making it really painful to, uh, to do anything else.
1: Yeah, and you can still pile on all the usual defender abilities, like, uh, like Protection Fighting Style and the Sentinel Feet, mm-hmm. if you want to. Although, <laughs> actually, you, you, you don't, don't even need, need to it. worry about the Sentinel yeah. Feet. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, A nice thing here, like we talked about, 5th edition subclasses include both like Crunchy abilities and Ribbon abilities that are more flavorful than anything else, and... Cavalier packs all the mounted combat stuff into the ribbon abilities, although, you know, there is still a mechanical effect. But whoever wrote this subclass went, you know what? This is for everyone. This is for the people. <laughs> so if you're not on a horse, it's cool. You just get the horse stuff and a subclass on top right, of it. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things where, like, it's almost disjointed. Like, I don't understand what the marking mechanic has. To do at all with being a horse guy. Um and it's so it's like it's kind of confused. Is it a defender or is it a like if you told me this was the dwarven defender, right? Like I would be like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, no, totally. This is the dwarven defender, right? If you told me this was the charger, I would be like, All right, well you you got Furious Charger and you got the mounted part. Where's the rest of it? But we're not here to judge what it could have been. We're here to judge what it is. And I feel like it's not a Battlemaster, but it is pretty good. I feel like it's an A tier.
1: I would probably even bump this to an S, given that I see, later on we'll see, a fair number of other fighter subclasses that also fit in at A. For me, it's probably the highest of the A, or it joins Battlemaster in S and like, and that's it, cream of the crop.
0: I here's the here's the reason I don't like Cavalier S is that the question is never, are you a battlemaster, a cavalier, or something else? The question is, are you a battlemaster or something else? Right? To me, it just doesn't quite ascend to like that part of the of the tier list. But I agree, it's definitely the top of the A.
1: For me, I I love that it does multiple things that no one else in this entire game can do, right? One is the mark, and then two, okay, you get hold the line, which is like, you know, a free sentinel feat, essentially, right? You hit with an opportunity attack, and uh, target speed is reduced to zero. We usually ignore level 18, but I'm I'm just happy that it all (laughs) synergizes so well. At 18 now, you're the only person in the game... Uh, who can make multiple reactions effectively <laughs> yeah effectively unlimited opportunity attacks yes.
0: i know but it's a level 18 ability we don't count those <laughs> i know it's a beautiful class i don't disagree with any of that i just think it's not like nobody thinks of cavalier when they think of fighter like it's just not i agree with you
1: people think about cavalier more but yes it is it is nestled in the shadow the the wide shadow of battle
0: uh, it also should probably just be turned into feats <laughs> <laughs> a feat yeah um okay great i I love that I mean I think yeah it is it's gonna be the top of the of the a tier anyway so let's let's keep it there and let's keep going uh champion also known as the idiot fighter <laughs> for people who don't want to learn things and and here's the thing that's a valid play style it's fine it's perfectly yeah. fine like It works, you know? It's like, it's always fun to just crit more. And, you know, getting a 19 or 20 at level three, like, that's fine. (laughs) Like, you can build a class around that. What do you do when you
1: are that kind of player? You don't multi-class. You just keep doing your thing. And hey, if you stick around till the end of the game, suddenly you're critting on an 18. Hey, why not? Yeah.
0: I, you know, it's like, we don't use, like, Value in multi-classing um in the tier list, or else like I think this would be much, much higher. Um, but like I don't think the fact that it's a boring playstyle uh for you know advanced players should undermine the fact that like this is just a very solidly put together class, it's perfectly playable. Like if you're looking for simplicity, here it is. Like this feels like just a very playable B tier, right? I stuck it in an A. Um, I
1: love that. Like you're you're right. I think if you're a longtime 5e player who likes the the moving parts, right, of playing a character and you know likes to plan out your turns um, each time before like you come up in the initiative order, this is probably not the class for you. However, critting more. Is both effective for your party and is hella fun at the table. It's more fun to roll more dice.
0: Everyone knows this.
1: Yeah. You get more clacky sounds at the table. And everybody loves Mm -hmm. that. You know, and and so I think you'll you'll find it ends up being a lot more fun than you anticipate it to be. All right. I'm fine with that. Also, you get an additional fighting style. Yep. You know, and actually there are times when you're like I wish I got another fighting style
0: yeah well they also had the wisdom to uh, to featify that this whole class you could just measure its power based on what became a feat right (laughs) and then again
1: look shout out to a good a good 18 is just you gain a bunch of hit points hey if you're bleeding you stop bleeding it works you don't like you don't like doing healing math cool you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) just say you have half your hit
0: points again uh okay so the echo Knight. this is the one that gets the like manifest your echo in a different place and you can attack out of either spot and sometimes you can make an additional attack from your echo um thing it's the uh it's the wild mount fighter right it is gimmicky
1: and to my taste a little silly but it is not bad
0: At least you get to use your extra attack con modifier times instead of two. (laughs) So, you know, it's like it's probably going to be three or four times that you get to use it. We've talked about this before. I think we differ a little bit on this philosophically. But when I'm judging a subclass,
1: I like it to either make me better at what the class does just straight up or give me options to play the class differently than I could before. And one nice thing is, yeah, you can make attacks from your Echo's location. Uh, you can also teleport and swap with your your Echo, right? So you manifest it in a place and you teleport. Mm, that's just a thing that your average fighter can't do and gets around a lot of the limitations that you have with 5th edition Marshals, which is if you don't have a magic item or a friendly spellcaster to help you, then like second level spells rock your world, <laughs>
0: Sure. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's a 30-foot teleport or up to 30-foot teleport. It costs after your movement. Like, I don't know. I'm not, like, that excited about it. Um, I mean, I'm also a teleport junkie, and it's, you know, at will. Yeah. I, I mean, where do you have this? Like, how good do you actually want to argue for this? Because if you're like, yeah, it's a B tier, then I have no argument. Uh... I have it
1: bottom of A, high
0: B. I'm fine. Like, I think it's B tier. Like, it's, yeah, it's perfectly playable. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I would get too much out of playing this rather than just playing champion. I mean, I, I always
1: have the can I escape from
0: prison test.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I thwart normal non-magical prisons just by existing? Yes. <laughs> cool. You have, you have out-of-combat stuff to do, and I like that. Now... Look, the champion has out of combat stuff to do too. You run fast, jump high. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no prison can contain you if you just jump over the wall, idiot. <laughs> uh, I'm, i I'm happy with this at B. Okay, because like there
1: are definitely a few missteps here where you're like, well, it seems silly. Yeah, or pointless. But I do love that you can also blow up your echo, right? Like, <laughs> not actually, like, blow up, but, like, you, th- you, like, throw your echo in front of someone else's attack. Yeah.
0: It's more fun to do that than it is to do, you know, to, to just a random ally. Mastermind rogue. <laughs> okay, let's keep it moving. Eldritch Knight. When you get to level 18, Ishan, if you have suffered through this class as a one-third or one-quarter caster, whatever you end up being, not only will you have third-level spells at level 18, but when you use an action to cast a third-level spell, you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> this You will have... <sighs> three third level spell slots at that
1: time <laughs> <laughs> it is painfully obvious reading this with the benefit of hindsight that nobody really knew what a gish character was supposed to look like or could play like in fifth edition and so they were like we have to be really careful traditionally magic's very strong and we don't want to overshadow other marshals by giving them too much magical ability well do not worry friend You did not have them overshadow anyone. Uh, We've never been kind to one-third casters uh, like the um, Arcane Trickster, and it's no different here. You just don't get enough magical ability for your buck. All the saves are going to be intelligence-based. You're never going to be good at them. You, like, can't be good at them based on the math of the system, even if you, like, really invest hard in intelligence. So you do the thing that people learned day one of 5th edition, which is don't take spells that require saving throws Mm -hmm. or attack attack rolls. Right. So it's basically shield. Yep. Which like is good. And I, you know, I have played an Eldritch Knight before and Weapon Bond is a cool ability that I used out of combat a bunch by selling stuff and then retrieving Yeah, Weapon Bond is
0: a jape. It's not a real ability,
1: <laughs> wait, because like, how often are you separated from your weapon?
0: Never. Yeah, and I mean, like, on the off chance you are, like, you're probably doing it intentionally in order to set up a use of this ability, like, right?
1: And then, and then, Eldritch Knight makes a few of the like cardinal errors for subclasses, which I guess you expect from a PHB class, which is, um. One, in order to do your cool subclass thing, you can't do your normal fighter thing, right? War magic at seventh level. When you attack with a cantrip, you can make a weapon attack as a bonus action. Great. Uh, I attack a bazillion times. Why Why am I like trying to cast with this cantrip, wizard cantrip, mind you, not even Eldritch Blast. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, I'm just almost always better just hitting you.
0: I mean, you also run into the issue of like the level 10 Eldritch, Eldritch strike, your weapon attack is what sets up the ability, but all the rest of your abilities grant the weapon attack as a bonus action after using the spell. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. So I hit you with a weapon and then next turn I get to actually get a benefit to my spell casting. How long do I have to wait to actually get something out of this class?
1: Please don't kill it. Please don't kill it. Please don't kill it. (laughs) Exactly. Finally
0: set up my (laughs) my ultimate
1: combo. Next turn. It's going to (laughs) pay off. And then at 15, uh, it's tied to your action surge, which like action surge is an amazing ability. Um, But the teleport that you get, unlike the Echo Knight, uh, only happens when you action surge, which means it needs to be useful when you're going to do the action surge. Yes, it
0: is, Great, it is a co- cool. combat-only teleport.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's a use-up-my-combat ability before we actually have a fight teleport because I have to get to, you know, the other side of the bridge, so, like, the tabby cat dragon in the Underdark doesn't eat me,
0: right? This is obviously F-tier. I don't think we're going to debate that for very long, but is it better or worse than Arcane Archer? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... I think it's better.
0: Because at least you're a third level spellcaster.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have options, right? At least you can, right. every time a book comes out and more spells are in it, you have more options that you could right. pick from, right? And there's always the possibility that there's going to be that one spell where, you know, every Eldritch Knight out there is like, wait a minute, finally, this is the, the hope I've been waiting for.
0: Yeah, it's been seven years, but finally, I'm going to shine.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> And you can play a lot of different uh, Eldritch Knights. You can most of them. Like if you sort of pick willy nilly or pick what's cool, you're gonna end up with bad options. There are, you know, by very carefully selecting only useful things for your build and your group and your playstyle and your terrible intelligence modifier, that make it usable and workable. Again, mostly shield and and sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. At low levels, and then you know there are. There are some banger wizard cantrips. <laughs> but like uh, you have to compare this to any other subclass yeah. that you could have taken instead. But I would still want this over Arcane Archer. Uh
0: next up is the Psy Warrior, which is the uh psionic version of a Battlemaster.
1: Uh not as good as a Battlemaster, obviously. I think this is a solid. Subclass that does cool things and certainly does not end up overpowered. Like, we didn't go over, like, what all the tiers mean. I'm sure you know by now, but, like, S, of course, is the best. Then comes A, B, C, and then down to F. B, B tier is rock solid. Quite good. No one is upset that you took this. And for me, this slides
0: in right at B. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I like the... There's less variety in the things that you can do um, in terms of like the options that you have with your psionics, but you have a broader breadth of uses for them. Like they just do like different things um, than than something like the battle master. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. I agree. I think it's just kind of a solid, very workable B tier subclass.
1: Yeah, th- it was written much later, obviously, than Battlemaster. So you sort of get this different scaling dice mechanic that I think were Battlemaster published today is what it would look like, where it's based on you get dice equal to twice your proficiency bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think they scale in size the same way as Battlemaster. Uh, correct. It does suffer that some of the abilities or the usefulness of the abilities are based on your intelligence modifier because, like, eh, we can't get away from that. Um, But you do get get all of the options. You don't have to, like, select from them. You just can do all of these things, and you choose what to do when you spend a die. Um, uh, Throw up a protective force field, add extra uh, damage on an attack, move things telekinetically. This is how you would do, I think, a Jedi in... Well, this is how you do like uh an original trilogy Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you, you
0: can't do a prequel Jedi in five E. <laughs> yeah, I right. Uh, so okay, so actually the energy die does scale a little bit differently. It starts from D6 and goes to D twelve. Um, and the levels are slightly different, obviously, because it's four tiers instead of three. Um I don't think that's really material. Um you know, you get you, you get all of your utility by level seven, so I feel good with the five different things that you can do um and then i also like that you can just turn off a charm or frighten effect that's on you um by spending a die at level 10 like that isn't necessarily an easy thing to come by um it's why you like the ancients so well uh in the paladin
1: yeah, and it, it's it has a lot of monk flavor to it, which I know they're going. Which for. is what it is, right? Exactly.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Also, resistance to psychic damage, which is you know not a thing that's useful until you realize that you're resistant to everything but psychic. <laughs> 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 so you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I, like I don't think we need to go too much further. It's a it's a solid B tier. Very happy to have it there. Um, the next one on the list is the purple dragon knight, which is the the first supplement uh from Sword coast Adventures guide uh also known as the banneret which is the um the noble fighter i guess this is supposed to be i guess a knight of Cormyr they don't get a horse so it's a little weird you know
1: <laughs> and they're one of the few people in you know all of the realms that can't become a cavalier fighter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
0: it's confusing.
1: Yeah, this this one it's based around I mean Banneret, right? They inspire troops on the battlefield, I guess, and make them better. But I mean if
0: not in practice really they just don't do anything the issue is, yeah. is they just they don't get new abilities they just enhance existing abilities which are all like one per short rest so like having a better second wind there's nothing wrong with that the problem is there's nothing else right like having a better right. action sur- action surge great enhance action surge but like you got to give me something else and like instead of getting other stuff to do you get proficiencies and expertise in persuasion you know like it's just there's not enough to this class it's just way too light uh, it, it just doesn't do anything.
1: Yeah like look expertise and persuasion slaps okay but if your entire subclass is, is rogue one defe- defeated by Rogue yeah. one yeah literally
0: <laughs> then then what are you doing here It's a seventh level ability that's a seventh level ability for this class is rogue one. And that's all you get. Mm-hmm. We're,
1: we're talking about having new features tied to your old features, which means that you have to want to use second wind in order to get the additional ability, right. which is healing other people. So it's in order to heal you, I need to heal me. And if I don't need healing, well, then I'm just wasting my ability right. to heal you. And it's the same thing, of course, with Inspiring Surge, at tenth level. Uh, it's the same with Bulwark. Inspiring Surge is, you know, I have to spend my action surge, so that I can give you Commander Strike. But Battlemaster already existed. What are you doing? Battlemaster can do that, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then someone was like, Hey, you remember Indomitable, the fighter feature everyone forgets they have? Let's build on that. Yeah
0: let's let's actually restrict indomitable now so instead of indomitable being things that just you know target you now you have to save indomitable for only aoe effects that affect allies too otherwise you'd be wasting this ability so don't indomitable dominate person the thing that you're always worried about as a fighter
1: (laughs) okay it's restricted to aoe's that force and intelligence wisdom or charisma saving throw all of those not even con or decks like
0: yep (laughs) Yep. it's very bad it's like very bad the more you look at it the worse it feels
1: yeah i feel like whoever wrote this was like okay how do you make a better fighter well let's see what the fighter can do oh these are interesting abilities let's add stuff to that oh that feels too strong i mean this is out of sword coast adventures guide right yeah
0: they they were still afraid of things
1: yeah i mean they're hit or miss right not the same person who wrote swashbuckler right to me this is f
0: yeah i mean i think it's worse than arcane archer
1: yeah at least arcane archer can do a thing twice Mm -hmm. (laughs) this one can do them zero times
0: uh okay keeping it going down to our last two the rune knight uh, one, of the most, one of the more recent ones from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. And yet has shown up like nine times in the Character Creation <laughs> Forge. Because
1: it does a thing that no one else can do. Correct. And I think the subclasses that, that do a unique thing fall into two categories. One is you do your, your unique thing and you pay for it. Because um, you either don't get anything else or everything else is taken away from you. Either because of opportunity cost or or whatever, and then there's this, which is, hey, you also get some cool stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, this is so. This is the Enchanter, uh, like Forge Master um, uh, Fighter, right? So you get to add runes to your your equipment, and those runes each give you some type of benefit.
1: And they're you know they're based on different kinds of giants one rune for each type of true giant, which I love that thematic tie-in. I also do love that it is a design space that is uh, openable, right? like you can have future supplements and just straight up add more rune options for the rune knight. So, narrator. Who knows? They would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they would not. I'm writing more maneuvers. <laughs> no one reads runes. You know what they read? Maneuvers. Right. <laughs> Uh, so it's a it's kind of like an artificer light where you can have depending on your level, you can have different runes available to you. and depending on the runes that you pick, you can then um inscribe them onto pieces of equipment and then gain all of those abilities. Mm-hmm. and there are there are no bad options. Most of them are very good. some are excellent. yep. so you you really actually can't pick
0: wrong. yep. It also gets access to something that is rather hard to come by and has justified a lot of rage in the past, which is Giant's Might. For a minute, Mm -hmm. uh, you can get advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws, right? Previously, only the remit of the barbarian. Um, You also get bonus attack or bonus damage on your attacks during that time and you it's you know it recharges on a long rest but you get to use it equal to your proficiency bonus so like this is up when you need it like you have it for the important fights and if you're not sure you can still use it just in case yeah and most importantly it embiggens you you get you also become big um and i love and eventually really big yeah i love that it's, it you just become large so it doesn't matter if you're a halfling you become <laughs> right, right. large
1: <laughs> well written exactly <laughs> uh and i don't know if this was intentional but it, that it makes you the best grappler in the
0: game uh, because grapple has unreasonable restrictions on size yeah. um but yeah, uh, but certainly the the best uh, unfeet enhanced grappler,
1: <laughs> right? In that, if you look through, you know, all of the available enemies you might encounter, who am I allowed to grapple by the rules? Well, not the big ones, except for yeah. you, Rune Knight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep, um, it's a. It, I think this is a really fun subclass. Um, I I mean, like this is one of those ones where like, you know. If it had come along earlier in the edition, I think it's a a hands down S tier. As it is, like I think it still might squeak in. Um interesting.
1: I had it as a solid A. Okay. Um, but you know what? I I really I am on record as really liking the Rune Knight. I'd be okay. Hmm, that means that's that's compared to to Cavalier. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. I could, I could see Runite above Cavalier. Yeah, yeah. They both do the thing that I love, which is here's an awesome ability. Here are other useful abilities, and even your ribbons are thematic, appropriate, and cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, giant stature, grow three d four inches permanently. You know, you know what I think I like about um, the Runite more than Cavalier is that the cavalier is inherently reactive. I mean, not just because all of its abilities are reactions, but like it's agency is, is about like (laughs) forcing you to do something that it gets to take advantage of. Whereas the rune Knight just gets to do things like it isn't dependent on, you know, any need for anybody to play along with like role playing the monster or, or whatever. Right. Or like, you know, you know, rune knight gets into the situation or sorry uh cavalier can get into the situation where like okay so your dm just plays along and hits you well okay well that's fun you're getting hit you know to a degree you're not particularly great at getting hit like you don't get damage resistance or anything so like you just get beat down first and you didn't get to use any of your cool stuff uh in the process like that's a like you know what i mean whereas like the rune knight is just on the front foot the rune knight just gets to throw its stuff out there and uh and see what happens. Like I feel like that's just a little bit better than Cavalier.
1: Yeah, that's true, right? Like, like dispositionally better. At-
0: like I'd rather be <laughs> on the front foot than the back foot, you know, but that's me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, if you look at you know the raw number of times you're able to make use of your abilities, like in a solo fight, it doesn't matter how many opportunity attacks I get, mm-hmm. right? Because this one this one bad was one enemy. Um and rune knight is always I decide when to turn this thing on Yep. also think about this rune knight versus cavalier rune knight
0: bigger horse mm, that's perhaps the worst possible indictment <laughs> of the cavalier i think we should knock cavalier right <laughs> down to c tier doesn't even have tiny horse doesn't cavalier. even have the What's biggest the horse point? <laughs> embarrassing
1: all right rune knight fun flavorful
0: useful great uh yeah happy at s Cool. Uh, and then rounding this up in record time for a tier list uh, so let's not take our go. foot off the pedal. The Samurai from uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything.
1: I think Samurai is solid. Nice and solid with some exploitable abilities. The thing that really holds Samurai back for me is the limited number of uses on Fighting Spirit. Uh Okay.
0: It's not held back by the name for you. Because <laughs> it still kind of makes me not do, happy. Do
1: I <laughs> Oh, does it does it have Oriental adventures? Y- yes. Does, that, does it leave that film in your mouth? It does. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. <laughs> Can you play this without a top knot?
0: Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't I've never tried. Look,
1: look, as an Asian dude, I'm actually not sure which I want you to definitely play the samurai with a top knot, or you definitely should not, not do to. this
0: yeah exactly i
1: don't know <laughs> and and that concerns me okay well
0: i'll let you figure that out <laughs> <laughs> what okay so what do you what do you like about this <laughs> i mean fighting spirit is excellent
1: in terms of as an ability um you spend a bonus action that sucks give yourself advantage on all your weapon attack rolls until the end of your turn. Yep, scale's great. On yeah, on any other chassis, and you get temp HP. On any other chassis, it'd be like, okay, cool. Like, look at the barbarian, they do it all the time at a cost. Uh, for you, you get so many attacks. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you get so many more attacks. <laughs> and I love that you can turn it on and then be like, oh, I action search, but PS. Yep.
0: But yeah, I mean, this is obviously something you want to pop on your action search turn. Um, and you know get a solid four to eight attacks out of it
1: <laughs> right and unfortunately though it's three times per long rest you yes. do eventually regain uh one if you roll initiative and don't have it that'll jump. you will immediately spend it right <laughs> proficiency in wisdom saving throws excellent I do love this as one of the uh, first ones that first subclasses we saw that started saying hey if you already have that don't worry about it take intelligence or charisma instead so it's not wasted yep
0: it also is something that i actually don't remember showing up in other places but you can gain a bonus on a charisma persuasion check equal to your wisdom modifier i don't remember getting two ability bonuses on a single skill check anywhere else
1: there, I think the ranger can do it. That I've some blacked out the ranger, so that Looks makes like, sense. Yeah. <laughs> but that might actually just be initiative. There's a lot of ways, well, say yeah, it. initiative, initiative. Yeah, yeah, but not skill um, checks. One nice thing here, though, is if you multi-class or if you take, like, you know, the prodigy feat or something like that or get expertise from somewhere else, it all stacks. Right, yeah.
0: Uh, of course, it's, you know, it's stacking your charisma and wisdom. <laughs> uh, so. As a fighter. You know, yeah. like, cool, cool, why, cool, cool. Why can't,
1: why can't I dex this persuasion? Exactly. You know, like,
0: just just Do watch see me. see how elegant and me. graceful I am? Doesn't that persuade them? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, And then I think special shout out, although it doesn't really matter much because it's a level 15, uh, rapid strike begins shenanigans. There are possibilities on any attack roll. If you take the attack action and you have advantage on an attack roll, you can negate the advantage and just make it a normal roll and instead make an additional weapon attack, which is almost always going to be good math for you.
0: There is nothing in there that prevents you from getting advantage on that attack.
1: This is you forgo that adva- the advantage for that roll. Right, right. To make an additional weapon attack for the
0: additional attack.
1: Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> you could then somehow get advantage. <laughs> yep. On the yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep, you know you're, you're not wrong there. <laughs> right for go advantage for that it's role. level 15 who cares but like
0: <laughs> also like love that
1: <laughs> i mean it is it is the upper range of where you know you think most people would actually spend any play time right. um but yeah i love that you know you pop fighting spirit you, at this level it's what three attacks mm-hmm. you're like great i attack three times no i actually attack four times um also i'm gonna action surge and attack another four yep. times um Uh, and then strength before death strength before death is excellent
0: but it's at 18 so who cares yeah um yeah (laughs) it's strength before death is it's how all of those like don't die abilities should have been written it's great you just get to keep fighting yeah and and also remember you get an extra
1: turn so at this level you can use your action surge your second action surge on that turn and also you have a new Bonus action, so you can fighting spirit again. Or second win. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you don't want to fall unconscious, but, it's up to you. Right. But look, is it technically a different turn? Sure, but functionally, on your turn, you can make, you know, whatever, 11 attacks or whatever it is. Right. So, like, cool. That's what, you. I mean, you know, <laughs> everyone else is casting wish, but <laughs> but I do get all the table time, so... <laughs>
0: all right where uh where does this shake out for you tier wise Mm, for me it's probably a high b i agree uh which is which is weird i i I think i like it more than the echo Knight. um i don't know the thing is like i don't like anything in b tier (laughs) Uh, so it's like it's kind of a weird tier for me is like i don't really want to play any of those i don't really have any objection to them either so it's tough for me to really rank in there but i think it's fine i'm i'm happy to put it as the top of b tier
1: yeah those it's tough because like you are sort of you know blessed with a full cup with the fighter where you're like there are a lot of good options that i could be playing rather than this like I, I love that I'm making a bunch of attacks at advantage or I would love that, you know, I can make a telekinetic leap or whatever, mm-hmm. but it feels like you're, you're looking for the opportunities to use your ability when like I could make a cool maneuver, uh, not miss or just like make myself huge. <laughs> and like, it doesn't even matter if we're in combat. Sometimes I just want to be big huge. <laughs> dinner party scene. Huge. Exactly. <laughs> um,
0: we are we are running on time now and this is how we always go long. But Baldur's Gate 3 just came out, and one of the one of the character model options you could take. The human option is normal or big. So I was watching Jim play it before we recorded, and Jim chose big. And so there are just some cutscenes where his shoulder clips into the camera because his model is big. This is a story about how sometimes you just want to be big rude night for life <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: also be clear you can choose between multiple uh, general appearances yeah in this well, game well that's the
0: real selling point
1: yeah and if i'm going to be able to do that then yeah i prefer to be 15 feet yet. tall <laughs>
0: All right, Uh, so just to recap our (laughs) our fighter tier list here. In S tier, we have the Battlemaster and Rune Knight. In A tier, we have Cavalier and Champion. In B tier, we have the Samurai, Echo Knight, and Psy Fighter. We have an empty C tier, which, fair. Uh, And then at F tier, uh, the, please avoid these, are Eldritch Knight, Arcane Archer and Purple Dragon Knight. I kind of want to bump Eldritch Knight to C tier. I could do that. This is not empty. Because like compared to Arcane Archer and and Purple Dragon Knight, like at least you have spells to fall back on. You might not be good at them and there's not a lot of them, but like you're still a spellcaster and that is something.
1: Yeah. and I mean, it gives you an option out of combat, right? right? Like press a digitation, minor illusion. There, there are definitely things that you can do. Um, also we don't we don't really consider this but eldritch knight is not a bad multi-class like three levels of eldritch knight you know hey you you get a level of spell class, spell casting yep.
0: and like you you still hit pretty hard cool and a fighting style and an action search and everything else yeah it's 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 good for gishes right um, okay. Alright, so then that's the bottom of it is C tier is Eldritch Knight, F tier is Arcane Archer and Purple Dragon Knight slash Banneret. Fighters go hard, good and bad. Yeah, they get a, a, a nicely balanced class. They got they run the gamut. Alright. Do you hear that, Ishan? Is that my echo? Insert reverb
1: here. I can't
0: hear you way up here. I decided to become large. And it's time to move on to the character creation forge. But before we do that, let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N-Dangerous. And you can tweet at EShin at Evil Sense Carne. That's malice minus meat. And you can tweet
1: at the show at TPTcast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. Remember to get in
0: your mailbag questions. And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at TotalPartyThrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. All right, Shane,
1: this is essentially a joke that was made on Discord, Mm -hmm.
0: and yet here we are. Well here we are tinker taylor soldier spy uh
1: from the acclaimed uh some novel
0: i don't know who wrote it uh it was like matt damon was in the movie right sure i think of a different yeah. film or was gary oldman is that uh i think i i refuse to look at both so. It's a, Maybe. a it's, oh my God, it's it's a John Le Carre novel. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's like kind of, you know, the iconic spy writer wrote the, the iconic spy novel. <laughs> All right, so Shane, tell us about this iconic spy, I assume. Uh, it was uh, Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, Tom Hardy, Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, wow, you would expect a very different kind of movie with that cast. Yeah. Uh, the first woman listed was Kathy Burke, who I don't immediately recognize. Well, she must fall in love with Colin Firth because that's what happens in these movies. You are not wrong. I mean, I don't know, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember, but uh, you are not wrong on that front. Okay. Uh, the build <laughs> you are, you are an alchemist, artificer seven, inquisitive rogue thirteen, and you have the soldier background.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Going. Literal. This is important. Okay. Yes. So you are tinker seven levels of alchemist. Uh, You will have your experimental elixir, which is, you know, that generates the random effects each day. That's your gadget tech. You're a tech spy. You've got random little gidgets and gizmos that sometimes are useful. They don't always make sense, but you wake up some mornings, you find out it is. And it's great. Uh, Level five, you get alchemical savant, which gives you your intelligence modifier to healing spells, uh, as well as acid, fire, or more importantly necrotic and poison damage because you're a spy yeah like polonium damage yeah exactly Ricin damage mm-hmm. all right um <laughs> level seven you get flash of genius which is what we're really here for that gives your intelligence bonus to uh an ability check or saving throw uh up to your intelligence bonus times per day um so yeah, so that's your basis, right? That's your tinkering. Uh, you will of course take the mending cantrip so that you are able to uh, tinker and tailor.
1: And tailor, good. I was I was waiting for that. And Taylor and and Taylor Loft. <laughs> one must assume. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> you can and Taylor Loft. Uh and then Rogue. Um, well, then soldier background. Our- Oh,
1: of course. Of course. So yes. that you
0: are a Tinker Tailor Soldier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now you will take then, Rogue to be a spy. Can't believe you didn't go Mastermind. Uh, I thought about it. But he- here's the thing. The Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, like, th- this is like, it's about being like the field agent, right? Like, you're the asset. You're not the handler. I 100% thought you were just going to do, like, a meme version
1: based on four words. Not, you know, what the actual story is about so cool
0: all right great to be clear i don't know what the story is about (laughs) i chose this life okay i want to be the asset not the i want to be the agent not the handler i'm not running cases here all right i'm a cowboy get me out of this desk you got Urky Timbers PTSD. That's, <laughs> That's <you> right. <laughs> Try to recover from Urky Timbers. So uh, the Inquisitive Rogue, you're here for all the usual rogue stuff, expertise, snake attack, blah, 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 blah. Uh, level three, you get pretty much the whole kit. <laughs> you get Ear for Deceit, so you can't roll worse than an eight on Insight. You get Eye for Detail, so you can make Perception and Investigate Checks as a bonus action. Um, Which is really nice for
1: like a Cold War spy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, yeah.
0: Which is, this is very much a Cold War spy uh theme uh or the the novel um you get insightful fighting so you know you can use your insight uh versus their just uh their insight versus your deception to get sneak attack available without having advantage otherwise uh and then the the last bit of it here uh you know obviously you'll get some other stuff after level three but the last bit of it that you get at level 13 is unerring eye uh which as an action you can detect illusions shape changers and magic that's intended to deceive that is the wording intended to deceive this is just who i am I'm, i don't I, I don't think about you at all i, <laughs> I but it's like <laughs> yeah. it just it doesn't matter what it is right like it it doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be a you know it doesn't have to specifically be an illusion it doesn't have to be from any particular school like it doesn't have to be an enchantment like i mean you could read this as like
1: You know, your target doesn't get the plus 10 stealth bonus Mm -hmm.
0: from Pass Without Trace. Yes. Yes, you could. In fact, I would because I (laughs) am a Ticker Tailor Soldier (laughs) Spy. I don't have anything else going for me. Um,
1: As a tailor, I can hear the rustle of their obviously cheap fabrics. Now,
0: I will notice you could detect that they are present within 30 feet. But you, cannot, right. you do not know where or what they are. <laughs> so, you know, it's not a perfect ability. It's not a spidey sense. But then again, you're a Cold War spy. You know you've walked, walked into a trap. You know it's time to leave. That's good enough for this film. Perfect. Ugh, what a meme. All right, before we wrap up, we want to take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters.
1: Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. So if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all of our
0: rewards at patreon.com slash TotalPartyThrill. So what do we have planned for next week's episode?
1: We're talking about
0: breaking your campaign setting. <laughs> but I only know about breaking other people's campaign settings. You're a bad friend. And in the Character Creation Forge? We're building John Henry. Well, that's it for episode 348 of Total Party Thrill. I hope you lived up to our name. But either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan. Thanks for listening.